DJ Silver, like when you hear DJ and you don't think of country music, you know, you know, a DJ at a radio station that might turn some records and, and, and get a little rotation going on. But like you've made a career and a living out of being on stage and getting crowds energized and fired up. I, I got to ask you, like, how does it happen with one of the biggest country stars in the world and not like with, a, I don't know, maybe like a, a rapper or a hip hop band or something like that? Well, um, I met Al Dean in 2010. I was actually DJing at a bar in Las Vegas called um, Taboo Ultra Lounge inside the MGM. And I guess he had just won his first ACM award. And he came to where I was playing after. And I met his agent, which became my agent for 12, 10, 12 years. And his name is Kevin Neal. And he said, I got this artist, Jason Aldean, going out on tour. We're thinking about putting out a DJ with him. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to talk. And he goes, well, don't call me. I'll call you in two weeks give me my 2010 schedule and we're still with him to, to this day wow that's killer huh and how how does the layout go are you an opening act or are you kind of like an act that goes in between the opener if it's a festival you kind of like keep the crowd engaged in between acts coming up on stage stuff like that yeah so what'll happen is like the opening act will go on uh he'll do his 25 30 minutes and i'll go on and say what they come right after him say welcome to the jason aldean whatever the tour is called uh, we got a big night planned for you. We got Chase Rice. We got Jason Aldean. Then, then the second act will just come in and play. Then after the second act is actually my set. So they finish at eight from nine. They finish at nine o'clock. I play nine to nine thirty, and Jason's nine thirty to eleven. And our, when you get into that type of situation, um, obviously you you call the shots with what's in your set. Um, do, are these country crowds, are they more apt to you playing a thump style music or a rave style music or a Vegas club style music, or do you keep it country within pretty much all of your sets depending on, or do you kind of judge the audience and get a read well, on every, them? Every city's different. Like some cities are countryer than other country, other cities. So you don't, you go a little harder, but I, I, I try to break up the monotony of one simple one, one genre. So I try to play everything from dance to hip hop to, you know, sing-alongs to cha-cha slides, whatever, whatever might work to get people's attention. And, I, and it just, what it does, it eats up the time in between. So you don't have that dead lull waiting on your guy to show up. And my only goal is to get people to know their neighbors, start drinking, have fun. And by the time Jason hits the stage, it's just, it's ready to go. Where do you get this? How does this start, DJ Silver? How does it start as a career for you? Are you are you into like the old New York East Coast turntable style that you would see with Jam Master Jay and and some of the Melly Mel stuff and and all of that? Are you into the old school rap that's taking place in New York and throughout all of the bureaus there that kind of spread westward and you had the westward movement of rap? But a lot of that DJ when I was growing up, and I think I'm older than you, I'm 47, but I was very intrigued with turntables and scratching and, and and doing all the things they do kid rock bobby Ritchie, another friend of yours does it on stage himself and has a full-time dj throughout the entire concert how do you get the love and passion for that type of music well i started you know as the guy with two turntables and a mixer and and uh it, you know and, and and i always had the love to play records and they call it vinyl now i guess vinyl's cooler than records but i always played records my most of my life and in 2000 i got picked up by pioneer they sent us a thing called the CDJ, which changed the world, where instead of me traveling with 15 or 16 crates of records, because we do Chicago on Thursday, we do New York on Friday, Miami on Saturday, it's three different worlds of different kinds of music. Uh, literally, we just, we'd pack a bag of CDs and go in, and now I just take a, a laptop, which and they already have the, the, uh, the, the uh, 
equipment waiting. Some dudes even just use, use flash drives. But, you know, I miss the days of, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth with Jam Master J and, uh, you know, and um, Jazzy Jeff and DJ Scribbles of the world that, those, and, you know, it's proud to call a couple of them friends as well now. It's just, but and it, it's just, it, it's, de- it's a definite art. I definitely appreciated it. But I will tell you, it's like buying a boat. The best day of your life is when you buy the boat. The second best day is when you sell the damn thing, right? So, <laughs> so uh, when I would, I had records and records and records. I had, a, I had a, like a 20 by 20 storage unit of just nothing but records. Alphabetized by, well, if they weren't in alphabetical order, they were in order by key or, or genre or whatever. And, uh, and a uh, record shop just offered me a, a knot for the whole thing. And I said, here, come get it. And I've never touched a record since. I don't even own a record player. You've got to be kidding me. So I was just going to ask you like, or, or make a comment. Like, I bet you like your, your vinyl collections one to be envious of if, if you me. At the time it was for sure. And I, I t- we did, a, I did a fundraiser when I first came to Nashville with Dirks Bentley and he bought me a turntable and he goes, I'm sure you got a hundred of them. I was like, bro, this is literally the only turntable I got. I still have it. It's in the corner over there. I just, yeah. So, so in today's age of where you're at now, what do you consider yourself? Are you a huge country music fan? Do you love what's going on in Music City USA, which that does incorporate other forms of music, whether it's rock or bluegrass or, I mean, there's even like metal in, in Nashville now. There's hip hop around there. There's dance music around. There. I mean, um, you know, there's, I love there's Nashville that I love where Nashville you love is, it just because it's such a melting pot now. And it's like. Uh, I'm not so much a fan of all the new country coming out. It's just, it, it's just, it's, it feels like, and I mean this very nicely, but it's just like everything now is trying to be what somebody's already done instead of going And the reason like a Morgan Wallen is winning, a reason like a Cole Wetzel is winning is because they come out and they're, they're their selves. That's why it wins. And you see these people and it's like, man, I don't know why I didn't make it. I was like, well, you sound like the other 50 dudes right behind you. You look just like the other 50 dudes right behind you whatever that is in this world and it's not something you should try whatever try to do but it's like something's got to make you stand out and in nashville there is so much talent playing at tootsies right now that is that should be headlining massive arenas it's just so much talent in the city and it's uh and you know and, and i love living in nashville and it's just like it's nothing to see i was in the airport the other day and the dudes from corn were walking through the airport they were here to record or you know and uh Josh Abbott texted me yesterday. He said he was in town. I mean, it's just a melting pot of everything. And you know, you're going to start seeing a lot of, a lot more movies and stuff shot in Nashville because it's everything. This is a hub for a lot of stuff. It's cheaper to shoot here. All the music videos are easier to shoot here than you're not paying union prices in LA and New York and all that stuff. And 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 it's happy. It's been that way for a while. But you're going to see where this is like. It's the go-to to be if you're going to do something. You got to be in Nashville to do it. Do you see that in other areas, not just music? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's got, you see Amazon moving here, Google's moving here, uh, huge car, car dealership manufacturers are moving here. It's, it's just because everything is, this is a hub for, I tell everybody, the reason Nashville is in Nashville because you're nine hours worst case from everything in this country, except the West Coast. And, and we have a w- easy way of life here. It's not expensive yet. And taxes are right. And like I said, it's just when I see people coming in from California, it's like, dude, I totally get why you why you're in you've moved here. But leave all your shit in California. But, yeah, but come out here and enjoy the way we live, because we've earned this 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 right, and you're welcome to come use it. Let's uh, but let's let's kind of keep it the way it is, because there's a reason for it. Where were you born? So <laughs> Dallas, Texas. So yeah. you're a Texas boy. So you got that whole that whole uh, Robert Earl Keen that 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 whole 
movement that's gone on there with Pat Ray Green Wiley and Hubbard Corey Moore and Ray Wiley Hubbard. Hayes Carl is one of my favorite of all time. I love Hayes. Best. One of the absolute best. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that when I was, I, I should have called you next time. I will. I know how busy you are, but I did a little event during in February for the national wild Turkey Federation out at the Nashville palace. And, and Hayes came and sang a few for me. And I was, there was like nine artists in there, silver that came up to me and went, is that really Hayes Carl? And I'm like, yeah, yeah he's out here. Yeah. Because he's such a thing. And listen, I, I will attest to what he does is like when I lived in Texas, I made an amazing living with never leaving the state of Texas boundaries. And that's what he does. You know, that's what that's what Ray Wiley Hubbard does. That's why that's what they all do. And uh, like Django Walkers of the world. Do you know what I mean? And oh, I love uh, Jerry Jeff. I love them so much. All of them. Just such good people. Rest in peace. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I was blessed enough to be pretty good friends with his son and, and, and make a lot of friends in, in that circle. And but it's just like and in Texas and in, 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 you hear everybody saying Texas country, Texas. It's it's a world down there. Like oh, you go down and turn on national radio in Austin, Texas, you're going to have a rude awakening. It's it. And, and that's not a knock on anything. They just, they love their red dirt. They love their, their Cody Johnson's they love and they should, they're proud of what they do. And it, and it works. And like I said, I made a great living playing seven days a week in a different city in Texas every night for years. And it's, I'm, uh, I'm going to say something. I want your opinion on it. Um, Cody Johnson's a Texas boy, Houston rodeo sells it out. He's a, a he's actually a roper. I mean, he, he's with yep. resist all and, and cactus ropes. He's a badass cowboy. He writes songs, yep. uh, comes out of the documentary, dear rodeo. I've seen him live a couple times, insane energy. Chris Ledoux meets yep. Garth Brooks, like has a kid, whatever. That's Cody Johnson. It goes but, back to what I say, and it's like, be you, you will win. Be, but how, then tell me this: How? Why did Pat Green get ostracized from Texas music, or did he? And I'm just exaggerating this because when he put out Wave on Wave and went number one with it, it right almost now. it yeah. seems like it almost ruined him, right? Well, here's the thing: It's like he was the golden child in Texas. Like when you walked into a bar, Pat Green's playing. Pat Green this, and Pat Green was Texas. And I don't know Pat. I've, I'm, I've been in the room with him a hundred times, and. And I, I, I appreciate what he does. And I love his music. But I think what happened is I think Texas felt betrayed when he was like he saw the bigger picture of a grand, grander scheme of more money if he left Texas to go become a commercial artist because he was such a Texas red dirt playing San Marcos on Wednesdays kind of artist. And I think a lot of people, well, I'm not even sure his sound changed. I, I love his music. So do and I. I I just, I just don't, you know, and I didn't, it didn't offend me at all. I'm like, brother, go make that money. You know, build that, build that mansion in Buda, Buda. I don't care. You know what I mean? Do you go live in Beaumont, Texas, the rest of your life on, on a 10,000 acre farm, you know, go make your money. You only have so much time to make money. That's the truth. And I, I just don't know if uh, Texas ever let him, I don't know, uh, live down that move. And I, you know, one of my fa- favorite things with Pat, we were downtown Dallas. I had a show and some nightclub downtown and the dude sells out american airlines arena do you know what i mean i saw him wednesday night before in san marcos texas it, and it's That's just kind of what parker's doing now how is parker and how is cody hanging on to that that texas support i know that he's got george Strait behind him and, and george a big part of, of of boosting him but like he's got a sold out show in, in san antonio i think this saturday night for fifteen thousand seats yep. when he was just playing 2200 seats in alabama a week ago but well, how is why, why in your opinion yeah, yeah what well, in your opinion silver how are they keeping that support going in texas well the thing with cody johnson that dude is real love him hate him indifferent that is cody johnson talking talk to you on stage is cody johnson sitting on the 
couch watching Fox News right now. I don't really know Parker. I'm a fan of what he does. I don't know him. I've never met him. Uh, you know, I love his music, and, and I've heard nothing but great things about him, so I can't really talk about him. But, like, Cody, I toured with Cody. Cody is the same dude sound checking as he is playing. That dude, the minute he walks on the stage, you can tell from the bottom of his heart, he thanks God that he has the opportunity to do that. He thanks every one of those people in that crowd that's doing it. He's proud to be an American. He's proud to be a Texan. He's a family man. He loves his kids. And and the trueness of Cody Johnson and the overwhelms people even more so than the badass roper cowboy Texas superstar. He is he is just he 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 could be, and I don't want to say too much or out of out of line, but he could be the next George Strait from Texas. I believe it wholeheartedly. We talked about something, a, a massive event that we're trying to put together in Nashville, and they said, who do you have headline? I said, Cody. And they're like, Cody Johnson? I'm like, trust me, Cody Johnson. Close down this street, you'll see a quarter million people show up. Wow. I, I just believe in the guy, and, and not because he's a friend, and, and, and you know, and from his tour manager down to the guy running sound on his team are Yes, sir. No, sir. Hello, sir. Thanks for having us. So that's awesome. the way it should be. Because let's be honest, ninety percent of like sound dudes are assholes, man. They're just everybody's all pissed off what they do, and these guys are just every day they walk up, and I think they know they represent Cody, and I think they represent a, a bigger picture than music. They represent freedom. They represent Texas. They, re- you know, what I'm saying. I know that sounds weird to somebody not from Texas, but being from Texas is like my logo is the Texas Star, and you know that's killer. You know, and it's just, and it's like the Earl Double Juniors, the Granger Smiths of the world. You know, it's like we live Texas, you know, and we love Texas, and 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 it makes makes my heart happy to see people like that. Like I played the Staples Center with with uh, with Granger Smith, but I've also played you know uh, Blind Pig in Austin, Texas, with Granger Smith. You know, so <laughs> it just makes my heart happy to see good people win. So with that sentiment being said, and I truly appreciate that that you that you believe in this. Do you, when you see the, 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 the talent of somebody like Cody Johnson coming full circle of actually being on the charts, he's actually charting, okay? But yeah. there's unbelievable singers that haven't made it, but singers that did. And my question to you, Silver, is Jamie Johnson, um, mm-hmm. guys that didn't play by the rules of 16th and 17th <laughs> Avenue. I would love to see like this what would you call it? Like an evolvement or a revolution where they come back and they are, because when I go to a Jamie Johnson show, I'm still convinced that he is the finest country music singer of all time. His book, Jamie on a festival in, uh, in, um, Temecula, California. I feel the same way. Jamie is a badass. Jamie. Uh, I don't know if we can cuss on this thing. You can cuss. Talking. You can say whatever you want. Jamie don't give a fuck. You like me or you don't. And that's, he said, I am Jamie Johnson. And if this offends you, go watch somebody else because I'm going to give you who I am and what I do at all times. And I, I, I am a fan of the Jamie Johns. I'm a fan of the Randy Hausers of the world. I'm afraid oh, of, God. I mean, it's just, I I've said it a hundred times. I said, how is Jamie Johnson and Randy Hausers of the world not headlining, headlining the Grammys? How are they not? I literally just, I literally got every hair standing up because there's no finer singers in the, in the industry than when, when Randy Hauser gets up and does, whether it was one of his radio hits, when he kind of cut that, that couple years where he went radio and then he's like, I'm out of here. And he went back to what he was doing. Like his, his new song that he just put out, like I get shivers and chills listening to the cowboy stuff he's putting out. And I saw him twice. I saw him at I saw him at NFR in Vegas this last December. Silver, I'm sure you were out there, and they were playing a 2,000 seat little deal that was absolutely jam packed with a waiting line, people trying to get in. House of Blues, and huh? House of Blues, Mandalay Bay. I was there. I think yeah, and I and I was sitting there going, 
Like I can't, I can't like believe how good of singers these guys truly are, and and it blows my mind that when George Strait and Jamie wrote that song over text, kicked out of country. I wonder if people really were kicked out of country. I know Trit had just put out a new album. He doesn't have any radio support on it, but he's well, selling I, out every show. Yeah. I just wish Mark Chestnut and and I know Tracy Lawrence is booked at some some big festivals right now. I know he's doing about Gulf Tracy Coast. Lawrence and Travis Tritt are our support acts on the tour. I saw that, and I saw. <laughs> I was just going to say, Aldi, back and forth. And thank God for Aldine doing things like that because well, I is, feel those people basically. And I mean to cut you off. No, Nash- you're cool. I, I I have such a sour taste in my mouth about Nashville music business. It's bullshit. They live in this line right here of what's next, what's biggest next. Silver, we need you to trend on TikTok. I am over thirty year old man with kids. I don't need to be trending on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. And it's just that they, you got people in the positions of power that are so tunnel vision of what they do and they have to live in this line. They don't get the Jamie Johnsons of the world. You know, and Jamie is not trying to play top 40 radio. Jamie has a cult following that he keeps true to. And, and uh, you know, it's just like you put a, you know, I can, I can tell you three different examples of songs that I gave, I sent my record label and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Silver, I don't know. It went number one in almost every country except America. Really? I mean, they didn't give it a shot. We look at Luke Combs. He went in and pitched for six songs, I think, four or six. And his record label said, no, these will never work. These aren't the songs. They're all number one hit. They're monsters. I mean, one too many, all the way down to that one on I-65. I mean, I, yeah. and it's just, it's 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 funny how these people, they, hi, they, they sign you for who you are, your image and your push and your drive. Then they get you in and then they try to squeeze you in this box and say, you know, Silver, you need to go be Jelly Roll. And let me tell you something right now. There's only one Jelly Roll. Facts. Yeah. And it's like, and so, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like some of these record labels just take the, and I'm going to get criticism for saying it, but it's the truth. And I might be the one with the balls to say it, but I feel like these record labels squeeze the originality out of you. And- I'm gonna, I got I got I got two questions on that comment. One, I had Gary Lavox on here, and I feel in my heart that Gary Lavox is yes. one of the nicest, sweetest people that I've ever met in entertainment. Like you would never know the guy had all those Grammys and all those number ones and all the money. He drives a big old Bentley. You'd never know. He's amazing. He's <laughs> yeah. an amazing person. Um, but I asked him one time, Silver. I said. When I was coming up and I'd go to a, a Rascal Flats concert, my friends would be like, "Are you an, are you an idiot? Why are you going to that? That's not even country." And I'm like that's country. And I asked, I, I asked Gary, like, how, how would you respond to that? And he said, he says, Chad, do you want everybody to sound like George Strait? You want everybody to sound like Waylon? He goes, I can't, I don't, that's, this is my voice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bobby Bones had this dude sing uh, stock markets for investing for dummies or whatever out of the book. And he yep. literally made it a number one hit in my opinion. Like he's that good. Like, like how do you think of a guy like Gary Lavox and that, like, remember Vince Gill? Like people would say that's not country. Like Vince Gill's a genius guitar player, lyricist, writer, everything. Right. People said Florida Georgia line wasn't country and they have the number one downloaded song in the history of country music. Yeah. Country is what you make. And I, I think people need to get out of the box of front porches and, dating your sisters that country music is a lot of things to me country music is fun it's party it, it can take you on an emotional ride if you want to if you turn on my playlist you're going to hear everything from jason aldean kane brown to cody johnson i mean it's all over the place and i think that's one of the best parts about the life that we live is that we have such access to so much stuff and i feel bad for any one person that only listens to one form of music or one like when i'm cutting an album 
you know, we'll sit in, we'll be in the studio for days and hours and weeks at a time. And I'm like, boys, get out and just go listen to somebody else's music because all our shit sounded the same. Yeah. And I think, and, it, and it's easy to get caught up in that world. A friend of yours, I'd say, I don't know, Jason Aldean's a very good friend of yours. One of the guys that I'm going to mention right now is I'm stuck in transition of why. And I understand, I think he had surgery, but Tyler Farr to me is an unbelievable country act and singer. In your opinion, Silver, will he revamp his career? Or I know Tyler's a farmer. I know that he's living on his farm and hunting turkeys and deer, and he's happy as hell. Tyler Daly. But he's also as, as talented as a guy can get, and he's a fun-loving, sweet dude. Great father. Everything that you think about him, man, I love the guy. How does he revamp his career? Can he? Will he get back on the radio? Can he have a number one hit with Al Dean behind him? What's your crystal ball tell us about Tyler Farr? Tyler Farr, everybody, 10 minutes with Tyler Farr, you leave. Is Tyler Farr is your favorite human being. Tyler Farr to me is redneck crazy. Tyler Farr to me is... Um, you know what? What was his other big song? The first one. Guy walks into a bar, Tyler, whiskey and that water. Is Tyler Farr. When somebody gets in, and these record labels get in and say, you know, this is what you need to cut. This, this it goes back to my point. If they would have let Tyler Farr be Tyler Farr, Tyler Farr would still be headlining stuff right now. And dang it! And I just, I just think he got caught in the machine. And I've been in it, man. It's like you have people that you feel they do have your best interest in mind, but and I just. I think they might be out of touch of the people buying, working 40 hours a week, spending $50 for a concert ticket, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I just, Tyler Farr is a people's person. He's a country music fans person. Yes. And I think the minute you take away from who Tyler Farr is, I, I just think you lose the luster. I mean, when, you know, when he put out, um, God, what, what, is, what is his album, uh, Addiction or something he put out? I'd have to look it up. So the one with Cover Girl on it? Uh, me, that's shit, I don't know. Um, let me see. When he's in a pool of water, looks like he's drowning. Uh, suffering Peace. I just feel like I feel like Tyler lost a little bit of stuff on that record. What was the hit on it? I'm looking right now. Let me I'm know. seeing if there was one. <laughs> Redneck Crazy was an amazing album. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tyler is redneck. Everybody knows five minutes Tyler Farr. The dude's a fucking maniac. I love him. He's here's, so what he had, here's what he had on Suffering Peace. He had a guy walks into a bar that went number one. Yep. He had damn good friends with Al Dean and Luke. Never went anywhere. And he had Better in Boots, which and is kind of like a John Party-esque song. You look better. better which I, I dig that song. I can, I can dance to that song a little I bit. I forgot about that song. But yeah, that was a great song. I just... I mean, I, I don't have any answers for it. I, you know, not tell Tyler, I mean, just get back to Tyler Farr. Tyler, Tyler Farr worked for you. Tyler Farr works for everyone. You know, he's so good. I just love Tyler. He's the, when I tell you this redneck would take his shirt off and give it to, give it to stranger and not think two seconds about it. I have so many funny Tyler Farr stories, but I can tell you the day I saw you down in um, Panama city last year. Yeah. So they called him Tyler wasn't even playing. And, and I, I saw Hannah in the, in the lobby or something and she goes yeah me and tyler upstairs and they're staying one door down for me and i was like well you got that baby let me see this baby so i went down to get the baby i just love kids and uh and i'll get out and i just smell this i smell like grease burning in this hotel right and i'm just like what is going on i walked in and that redneck is deep frying fish in his hotel room <laughs> on a bunted burner <laughs> and i was like that's that's tyler Farr, you know he's the greatest 
Yeah, and listen, if I had any answers on the record business, I would be a bit more successful than I was. I don't. I, I just I feel the frustration. I live the frustration, you know. And when you see bands that you know they're coming out, they're backstage. I've seen them come out of the green room. They've already done sound check. They're getting ready to hit that stage, right? It might be the opening act. It might be mid range. It might be the headliner. Sometimes a prayer is said. Sometimes a high five. Most of them will get in and almost do a football esque huddle and get everybody fired up and ready and thank God for giving them another night on the stage. What is your routine, Silver? Are you a guy that has to get ready? Do you have to stretch out? Do you do breathing techniques? Are you just so, is it like riding a bike to you now? I, I'm the giddy kid, no matter what, I cannot wait to play. I don't need to stretch. I ain't, I ain't got to get right with Jesus because I'm going to raise hell. I ain't trying to, you know what I mean? I just have a drink. I'd say hello to people and just let the Lord take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm not knocking anybody's way they do shit. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't have like, I don't do the same thing. I don't have a routine, anything I do. It's just, I I believe that I just let it happen. How it's supposed to happen. Were you at, did you go across the, you were playing. Okay. I, we were there every night. So I'm, I, I want to talk about festival style stuff because you're getting a crowd energized at a, festival that i was at last year in florida now again one of the first festivals back after the laydown of covid and the pandemic um what was going on there with cody jinx comes out that arguably sells out every place in the world but he wasn't meant for that stage in my opinion i'm not a promoter though okay i'm not the, i'm not the guy but tell me what went on because like joe nichols went out there and sang like eight number one hits and the crowd's like that's pretty good. I'm going to clap a little bit. And then Luke Bryan went out there, and Luke Bryan couldn't get the fans fired up. What happened those nights, in your opinion, at that festival? Um, Jinx played too long. Jinx did? Way too long. Um, the crowd was – there are certain places that you go that the crowd does not turn up. I mean, the crowd was getting down when I was playing. You know what I mean? I don't know if they overloaded the – People didn't have their sea legs back on. It was too hot. I don't. I don't know. But the crowd was. I mean, the whole setup was weird. To be honest with you, like like the way the stage was managed, the way it was set up, it was the flow was off. And I think that I'll. I will tell you, I'm a firm believer of energy. So if you walk in and the energy's off, that artist is going to feel it. Also, I, I, I like. I mean, I have great videos and pictures of the crowd like holding their arms up and singing, doing the whole thing. But also, I think Ron DeSantis stole the show. DeSantis walked in, the crowd peaked, and it was hard for Luke to follow. Yeah, that is true. I forgot that the he governor made it. It wasn't my idea. They, and I'll tell you another thing that's weird about that that festival. Another thing that's weird. I'm all for praying and doing whatever. You should not ever pray kill the crowd, kill the energy, kill the drinking right before the headliners go on. And that dude did that every night. So you'd get the crowd completely hyped up and ready to go. And this guy would walk out with a microphone, talk for 10 minutes. Then I want to pray with you. I do remember that too. And I'm not, I'm not against it. You do that shit at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You could pray. Pray, pray, people, pray every I don't day. think people. I don't think people are going to a golf coast jam on the beach of PCB to, 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 to be religious. I'm not saying that. Okay, at look, it's a Bible belt. You've been drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a festival. I, I was just like, is this a thing? And I'm like, I'm all for you, buddy. But we need to do this before we open the festival. And I, I, I went. I went to killed, tell that killed Luke. That killed Luke's son. Okay, because I was sitting there the going, crowd. this is not good. Couldn't I mean, get it back. When you talk on a microphone, it's a like. A, 
if you've ever heard me on a on a show, it's like, y'all ready for Jason Aldean? I'll put the mic down. You have 10 seconds to get these people's attention. When you're talking five and six minutes into it, people are just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. It kills the vibe. Sure does, man. And, and listen, it's not taken away from praying or whatever. It's just there's a time and place to do things, and that's just wouldn't it. What's the overall vibe, in your opinion? You made a comment 20 minutes ago that, there's some assholes in sound design and sound check and stuff like that. Are there artists that are assholes in Nashville or is this kind of a, is this kind of like a, a, a community that watched everybody come up? I had Hardy on the show a couple weeks ago and I asked Hardy, I you love that guy. He's great. God, he's awesome. I said, Hardy, how is it now that you've kind of elevated mm-hmm. and you were running with this group that hasn't yet he says it's difficult. He says there is some support, but there's also envy and jealousy that starts to set in when you start to see where Eamon Morgan. How hymns. And now, and, now, and now all of a sudden, Ernest comes in out of the blue with flower shops, gets it on the radio. It's going to go number one. They're blowing it up. It's an awesome live song. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's there now. Like, he's, like, coming. Come, he's been Ernest elevated. Ernest one of the most talented dudes the world never heard. Oh, my, so talented. And, and Ernest, people like Ernest, like their career was going to be very long and profitable. His career is going to be defined in the next couple songs behind Flower Shop. Because the next he, ones he puts out. Yeah, man. And he's got, there's no doubt in my mind that dude is just going to have, going to stand up with a guitar and play 15 number one hits someday. I was in Billings last Saturday night, so nine days ago, and it was Larry Fleet, Hardy, and Morgan. Wow, and yeah. it was, it was 15,000 seats in Billings, Montana. And not one person sat down during Hardy and and Morgan. Have you seen this set that Morgan's putting out? And have you seen an artist with that many, every single song yeah. is either a hit or a sing-along song? Like, I haven't seen this in a long time. I haven't. A I, long I don't time. I've ever seen it in my professional life. I don't think I have either. The thing is, here's, that's, the thing is, love right, Morgan Wallen. That's Morgan Wallen, man. I mean, you can't turn on TikTok without seeing somebody singing a Morgan Wallen song. You can't go on Instagram without somebody tagging in Morgan Wallace. And I'm proud of the dude, you know? He's went through some trials and tribulations. And it's just like I tell my kids, it's like, what do you do for your mistakes? And my, my, my four-year-old son goes, you learn from him. I said, there you go. And, and I think he's learned from his mistakes. And I think he understands the world that he has literally by the balls. And, and just, and, you know, I talked to Morgan a lot and he's just, proud of the kid man he's so uber talented successful and and he is who morgan wallen is he i was i i had a very popular or a very accredited songwriter with lots and lots of number ones tell me in september of last year i'm not going to say the name and me and you could talk off record because i don't want this quote to like get bamboozled if it doesn't happen but he looked at me and said he will be the next elvis 100%. From what he's seen. And then I've asked some people about that. And they're like, well, can you really say the next Elvis? Like Elvis, like, you know, defined that style of music and went on the Larry Sullivan show and sh- shook his hips and shake his ass and, and played what they call quote unquote black music. And they're like, this is not for us. But Morgan Wallen is kind of following in those footsteps of now he's doing some raps with some hip hop artists. Um, he's, he's staying himself. He's staying level headed, but he's also, he's crossing some lines of the music genres that he's supposed to be pigeonholed into as a, a country guy from Knoxville, Tennessee. But Hey, Kenny Chesney's from there. And Kenny Chesney was country with a cowboy hat for a long time. And now he's the new Jimmy Buffett almost. Right. So, and he's yeah. still country. I think he's talented as shit, but 
Is he the next Elvis in Silver's mind with I, your I crystal think ball? Hundred percent chance to do it. And this this will just say, and I'm I'm not on my phone. I was pulling some up for you. I just went on and looked at the top country songs on iTunes. Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen, Zach Bryan's. I don't know who Zach Bryan is, but every song that's not number one is Zach Bryan. Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen, Zach Bryan, Zach Bryan, Morgan, Morgan, Zach, Morgan, Morgan, Nate, Morgan Wallen, Zach, Cody Johnson's 14, Zach, Zach, Ernest is 17, Zach, Zach. He must have just released a record because I don't know. He did. Um, then the rest are Morgan Wallen. Jordan Davis has a 24. I mean, they're all Morgan Wallen. I bet you Morgan Wall and some of those songs have been on that chart for over a year since Dangerous came out. Yeah, no, it's what I'm saying. And it's just like, it's like you, you see that in like the rock charts with like ACDCs and Def Leppard. They're still number one on the rock charts. It's funny that released in 97 and shook me all night long. It's the number one song on there. Um, but you don't see that in the country charts. You see the country charts revolve and turn. They have, they have not turned since Morgan Wall released Dangerous. It's crazy. And like I said, I want to look in this Zach Bryan kid. I've never even heard of him, but literally he's got... 20 songs in the top 50. I just saw that he sold out Billy Bob's two nights in a row quick. Um, Billy, I don't know how many Billy, Billy Bob's isn't a huge house, but a lot of, I mean, Kid Rock played there this year. You have to play there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like part of the, the coming up. Um, so be honest with me, Silver. Is it Does this career of Morgan Wallen happen without the turbulence that he got? Does that help shake things up? I think it shook things up. I think it woke a lot. People were tired of the cancel culture. People were tired of telling people, telling people, you get rid of these people, cancel them, telling us what to do. They're telling us to inject shit in our body. They're telling us that people were tired of being told what to do. People were tired of told being a lockup and people loved Morgan Wallen's music. And people finally found something they could stand for and go, Hey, did he mess up? Yeah, he messed up. Have we all messed up? I'm sure we have sometime, you know, and you know, and, and it's, and not so much in that term, but everybody has made a mistake. And it's how you rebound from it. And I think just people was like, Morgan's our guy. Morgan's always been good to me. Morgan's nice to us. Morgan is, Morgan's Wallen's music is great. Girls love him. Dudes love him. You're not going to take Morgan Wallen from me. And as much as this left-wing bullshit tries, you know, and, and when a man makes a mistake, if he has the balls enough to come in and apologize to and stand up for the, the lashing he got for it, which was, was it her? I'm sure, whatever. But he took it like a man and said, I'll do better. You know how easy it would have been for a person to get defensive? F you. He made enough money. He don't need that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, he did, he took the right steps. He had a lot of people give up on him. And I mean, it might be a rumor I mill, but he I had heard. Every one of those people that turned their back. I heard his management like left. His manager left the management company and stayed on with him and took a chance on him. And boy, is that paying off. Yeah, and his agent. And his agent. Well, that's paying off, huh? They know that's what's up. That's why I just said. It's like Morgan's a good dude, man, and people love Morgan. And it, like I said, did he mess up? Yeah, man, but he'll be the first to tell you. But he handled it. He took it. He went 12 rounds of Tyson and had a chance at a split decision, man. When you see the everyday rigmarole on Broadway, Midtown, the Gulch, all of the different places with all of these honky-tonks, all these acts coming up, um, why is it, in, in DJ Silver's opinion, why women aren't on the same level as men in country music? Or are they, and that's a premature statement, or do women have a hard time making it in Music City, Nashville? Well, you know, I, I had a female manager for the longest time, and I asked her this this same question. And, and it's like, to me, music, good music is Miranda Lambert's one of the most badass women in the entire planet. But Miranda Lambert's a unicorn. You know what I mean? 
And I just think per capita, I think probably out of every 15 or 20 acts that come through, I think one's a chick, you know? And, and I think sincerity pushes through with a lot of stuff like Lauren Elena. She is awesome. Like Lauren Elena is Lauren Elena, no matter what she's uber talented, she's beautiful. And she is Lauren Elena. And Miranda is Miranda Lambert at all times. And, uh, you know, and I just think, you know, I just think that there's just more dudes coming through than there are girls. And I just, and anytime you're pushing that many, that heavy of numbers, I mean, it's going to be male dominated because there's more men coming in, but there's people like Julia Cole that's coming up. She's amazing. There's so many great female artists coming through and I hope, I hope they all chart the top, top of the charts for years, you know? I, but I don't see any like don't play because she's a woman thing. You know, I know CMT did a thing where they're if you had they only played like female videos for a while and stuff like that. I just I just don't know why people create a divide. I just think they I think the good music stands out. If you were going to mentor somebody, not I guess kind of I haven't watched American Idol in years. I know Luke's on there. I know that Carrie is going to mentor some people this year. If you were going to mentor somebody about getting the cojones to move to Tennessee to, to become a, a country music or a musical star. It might not turn out. You might be, you might be get, going to management. You might become an agent, whatever. Would you tell them that you have to live the city for the first two years? At least you've got to be on Broadway. You got to be at losers. You got to be at the red door. You got to be drinking and opening doors and networking. Did you do that silver? Do you ever do it anymore? And do you, are you glad that you're settled down with a wife and kids and, and don't have to play that game anymore? Well, I will tell you, Luke Combs told him, said it, I heard him say in an interview one night, he goes, you can't win the lottery unless you play it. Nashville's the lottery. But yeah, you've got it. When I first moved to Nashville, I was out at losers and winners and coming up with the Dan and Shays and the John parties of the world. And now I've seen them just massive, you know, Lee Bryce's just Tyler Farr, just great human beings. And you've got to go out, you got to meet people, you got to shake hands, you got to kiss babies, but you also, you, you know, you keep it real. You know, Chris Young's like, I love Chris. You know, I'll go have a drink with Chris right now. He's in a bar in Nashville right now. You know, he's just, <laughs> he just loves what he does. And um, I wouldn't trade being married and with my kids for the world. You know, when I moved to Nashville, I came from Austin, Austin, Las Vegas, where I wanted to live in Nashville. And it's like, I want to keep Nashville at bay. I want to, I want to live in Nashville. You know, you know, I loved being at the, the, convenience of everything that's in the city and i love the people in this town and but i always wanted to keep nashville at bay i never really did the the showcases i never really did the uh, i don't know the the broadway thing I, I i always wanted to keep it at bay because i wanted to keep it at home i wanted to have a place where yeah my wife and kids can grow up and and you know i just it's 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 different when i lived in austin i was a single guy playing every night i was out every night Vegas, when I was single, we were out every night playing every night in Nashville. It's home. I just, I want to treat it like home, you know? Yeah, I love it. And do you, do you see, are you intimidated by the growth that it's not going to continue to be the right place to raise a family? Because there's no secret, like you mix the traffic with the potholes, with the the run and gun and in the business world, they're now the convention space, the tourism. I can't tell you, it's got to be one of the top 10 tourism states in the country. I know it's got to be number one for bachelorette parties. <laughs> I, I tell everybody this, I tell, I'm from Austin, Texas. And there's a one time in this one, there was a time in my life where I would tell you, I'd argue with you that Austin, Texas is the greatest city in this world. Austin, Texas outgrew itself. The wrong people come in and took over the infrastructure, started bringing the wrong people in. And unless they control Nashville, Nashville could turn into Austin that fast. 
Very well said. I hope it doesn't because it's this is such a great place and there's I think there's a lot of great right-minded people that are going to keep that from happening but it's a it's a fine line they need and it's and the people that runs the city of Nashville they do they do a great job the police are great the event planners every the city is amazing is electric and 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 anybody was everybody calls them. I, there was a time where everybody's like, "Where do I stay in Vegas? Where do I eat in Vegas?" I literally have a list on my phone, on my notes. I can just copy and paste and send people. Where do I go in Nashville? So I don't have to type it. Here's your contact. Here's call Fabiano if you want VIP at all the TC Group bars. You know, you want rest, you want dinner reservations. Call Mike at E3. And it's it, but I I love where Nashville is. You can get in the middle. Of, you can get in the middle of the shit if you want, or you can stay in Franklin where I live and just take an easy life. So let, let's talk about a couple of the staples that if I should go there or not when I visit Nashville. Do I go to Hattie B's or is there better hot chicken? I'm not a I'm not a Hattie B's fan at all, and I know that's so weird. I've tried because I thought what's wrong with me. Um, I'm just not a hot chicken dude, and I will tell you, there's nothing in this world waiting worth waiting for an hour and a half for a piece of fried chicken with some fucking cayenne pepper on it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you go to Jeff, do you go to Jeff Ruby's and visit the wet bar at Jeff Ruby's? Jeff Ruby's is so good. So good. We do go to Jeff Ruby's. Uh Blanco on Fifth and Broadway, hands down my favorite spot in Nashville. Blanco. Blanco. It's B-L- so B-L- Yeah, it's uh Sam Fox property connected to the twelve thirty club. The synergy down there in that fifth and broadway is just so amazing uh, miranda's food is great on broadway i tell you sleeper aldine's food at aldine's rooftop i know he has a steakhouse that is phenomenal but that bone-in ribeye at his steakhouse or at his rooftop the best steak i've ever had in my life really yeah wow that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good steaks in that part of the country cane prime jeff cane ruby real cane my wife loves cane prime i love that place uh, you know, and, and and there's a lot of little places that that you know you're probably never going to go to if not if you don't live here. But it's like uh, touristy stuff that you can still get a good spot. Like Hampton Social is a cool spot. Uh, you know, can't go wrong with Dirk's Bentley's rooftop. You can't go wrong with staying at the Virgin Hotel and hit the pool on the roof, or Dream Hotel, Dirty Little Secret Nightclub, or the W had just launched a new pool party. I just love to see where Nashville's going. There's there's something for everybody all the time and that's the way all the time yeah so you you have zero i just heard a rumor that stapleton sold his farm there and is moving to florida have you heard this is it true and do the sentiments of his new song nashville tennessee are they really true in chris stapleton's mind i have never heard it i would i'll go check it out when you're done but i here's 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 the pecking order of this world come from texas come from georgia come from wherever go to nashville Make it not Nashville move to Florida. <laughs> I mean, we're in the middle of it. I, I'll tell you right now, we're just waiting for this uh, this 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 uh, housing level to level out a little bit, and and we'll have a house in Florida. I, I just got back yesterday. What part? Um, uh, Jupiter area. Oh, nice. Heaven down there. Jup- that's south. That's down by Lauderdale a little bit. Yeah, so I play Lauderdale, Miami a lot. So it's just. I'm Did you there. go to the Square Grouper? Uh, we have got drunk and squared through for many nights. <laughs> I've seen. I, I, I'm not a name dropper, but one of the biggest things ever to happen to me in, in country music was I literally saw Alan Jackson pull up on a boat there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, holy shit! That's like Alan. That's I guess I learned that that's where like him and Buffett have hung out before and made a video and all this shit. You you get on a boat, and you go down this little channel, and they're like, "That's Michael Jordan's boat. This is so and so's boat." I'm like, I get why people live here, but I get why it's so expensive now. 
oh yeah, it's expensive, but God, I, I was just literally telling a group of people yesterday. My, I had a, a conference call with a guy that lives in in Boca, and I said it's one of my top three favorite places in America is is South Florida. I love it down. I love all of Florida. I love PCB. I love Orange Beach. I, I love the Floribama. Beach, Alabama, is a hidden secret to this entire world. If yeah. my wife said let's move to Orange Beach, I would already, I already have my flu a real estate agent down there. That's how much I and I love Biloxi, Mississippi. I know that sounds so weird. <laughs> I like Biloxi, Biloxi too. Orange Beach, but uh, my wife's from the Clearwater, Tampa Bay area, so she wants to live on the Tampa Bay, Clearwater, St. Pete side, and I want to live on the other side. So my mother-in-law has a call before she comes over and can still go home. <laughs> and uh, but but no, so I mean that's that's the goal. I mean everybody, it's Florida. It's just people. I love Nashville. There's a 40% chance of rain at all time in Nashville, Tennessee. It is. I just left Florida yesterday where it was 90-something degrees. It is 76 degrees in Nashville right now and raining. Yep, and wet. Uh, shit's got to stop. More potholes are coming, buddy. I hear oh, they're even like the city will pay for your pothole to, no. or your tire to get fixed if you if you can prove it that if it was a pothole. I pulled out a top off. I did a radio show down there, and I, pulled, I don't even know the Interstate 24, I think. I pulled over, and I was on the phone. And I heard, boom, boom, boom. My wife's like, what happened? I hit a pothole. Come to find out, I popped my front tire, knocked the alignment off, wrecked my back tire, and $3,200 later, I had to fix my car. Damn. All right, here goes the Jack Daniels hot seat with DJ Silver. Texas man, unbelievable career, moved to Nashville, Tennessee from Austin, Texas. Do you order a Shiner Bach or a Bud Light at the bar, or does it depend on where you're at? And what do you order for those aren't the two? You know, there's a time in my life where I'm not uh, where Bud Light was kind of thing, and then moved to Shiner Box. I used to my favorite bar in the world, if you ever want to know, is Fifth and Bro- Fifth and Congress in Austin called Shiner Saloon. So Shiner, but uh, man, I'm, I'm a tequila guy. Tequila, you I don't order tequila. Out. I don't even need you to put salt around. Just pass it over. Just a shot. Yeah, and I and I, I just I figured it out, man. I do a couple of Trulies, a White Claw, some shots. World's good. I like it. Then you, you you know what your limit is, and you know you're not going to be down know. all day tomorrow. That's a lie. The older I got, the less I like beer. With all your friends, all your access, you can make a phone call and get a dinner here. You can get a you can get a, a VIP rooftop here. Is there a ticket to a show Silver would pay for? Um. Yeah, Bruno. If you don't have never seen Bruno Mars, go see Bruno Mars. I got to see Bruno Mars in. Best show I've ever seen anywhere, any genre, any what. I would, I, I'm blessed enough to get to see Aldine every day, and I'm a little spoiled there. He's hands down the best country show you're ever, you're ever going to see. It's pure in your face. It doesn't do a lot of talking. It doesn't do a lot of complaining. You just hit after hit after hit. I mean, what do you, what do you just have his 27th number one hit yesterday? Yeah. Know, it's one of my dearest friends, and I, I love the guy, but it's just – I've been out with a lot of people, and he's just like, oh, I'll come back at Encore. But with Jason, put my ears in, go get a drink, and I'm on side stage just man-panning. So Bruno Mars and, and Jason Aldean. Yeah. Luke puts on a good show, too. With um, the tequila. Oh, just add tequila. Anything's good. Shit. Um, uh, I, I the, the, and I have a and you're laughing. Ice Cube's my favorite performer. I just saw oh, Ice Cube. The, Pred- the Predator album and Death Certificate, I could do every uh, song by heart. Silver. I'm a huge Ice Cube fan. Great Waka Flocka. If you've never oh. seen Waka Flocka, one of my dearest friends. That dude is nuts. Is he good? Yeah, he's I good. love his music. He's a good, good dude, huh? Yeah, yeah I want to see him. 
Well, we need to hang out, man. The last question to, that you, that I, I, I got to go with um, on the way out of this this podcast with DJ Silver. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, man. It's always good to see you. I can't wait to hang again. Do you uh, do you consider the outlaw movement and and that time in country music the greatest? The late '80s was it the greatest period with the Hat Pack and Garth Brooks and Tracy and Chestnut and those guys coming out? Or is today is today even considered a good movement in music? Or would you take one of those airs or maybe even the early 2000s? I listen. I love where the '80s was at. I was it was I was a pretty much novice fan in the '80s. '90s countries was my jam, man. And and I think. Any from DJing nightclubs to I tell everybody I live the best of both worlds. I play country music during the day and I play house music at night in the biggest clubs. But every no matter it's country, house music, hip hop, reggae, it music goes in a circle. And I really in my heart believe you're going to see a full scale resurgence of 90s country music. Thank you for saying that. What a great way in the podcast. I got something. So maybe even celebrate with the Jack Daniels tonight. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for supporting This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. DJ Silver, we're going to find you on the Cowboy Rock and Roll Tour. Is that what it's called? Or did I, I get it wrong? Tour, rock yeah. and Roll Cowboy Tour. Jason Aldean, DJ Silver. Uh, is Lauren Elaine on that one? Oh, Gabby Barrett's on a Gabby few. Barrett. I guess she's pregnant, um, so she's just not going to do all the shows. One of my dearest friends, Chase Rice, was one of the best humans. I love this guy. God, I love Chase Rice. I agree with you 100%. Trit and... Um, Tracy Lawrence on there and always John Morgan's with us as well. So it's going to be a festival every day instead of a, instead of a concert. So cool that an artist like Aldine and I know that, I know, uh, I, I know that, uh, God, what, an art, another artist had a couple of those guys. Oh, I think it was Alan Jack. No, it wasn't Alan Jack. So an artist did this a couple of years ago where they brought back Tracy Lawrence on a couple of shows. And I think it's awesome. People need to hear all the Tracy Lawrence library. They need to hear it. Period. Music is a memory. And when you hear Paint me a Birmingham. You can't just like, and does oh. smoke a lot of dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Just, it's like, and it brings back such good memories. And like when I hear it, I just remember my daddy sitting on the front porch trying his best to sing it off key, playing G chord <laughs> out, of, out of tune. You know what I mean? It's, it's, oh, that's yeah. what how I grew up too. I call them just great friends. And uh, and I, I look forward to getting on the road. My liver's not going to be too happy about it, but we're going to have a, it's going to be a great time. Well, I'm going to look up some of the dates with and text you and Chase and say hello at a couple of these Aldine stops. I can't wait to see you, my man. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thank you for your time. And uh, sorry it was a little hectic trying to figure it out. We were just making up for life. I leave for Vegas and Friday and Cabo, Saturday, Sunday then. So, Well, be safe traveling. Kick some ass on the stage. I can't wait to watch you perform again. That's DJ Silver. Thank you all for listening to This Life Ain't For Everybody. Hey, what song should we go out? You got to give me something to go out with. Talk to me. Give me one. Dude. Holy Water by Jason Aldean is my jam right now. This is Holy Water by Jason Aldean. Thank you all very much. To the holy water, slowly rolling in that Alabama breeze. Bring those waves and be that amen that brings it back to me. The preacher's daughter back in Georgia, airbrush t-shirt in a drawer. Does she think of me like I think of her?